Hey lovelies, welcome back to another episode of the Fine Tash podcast. I'm really excited today because we're going to be covering a topic I'm passionate about. It's going to be all about a hundred things you can do in Sydney and I love Sydney. I think it's one of the most underrated cities in Australia and the world honestly. It has a beautiful setting, the CBD is along the harbour and it's not too far away from gorgeous beaches. There's so many activities and so many things to do and It's only about an hour and a half away from where I live, so I've spent my life growing up and my adult life visiting a lot and having a lot of staycations, and I have a lot of good memories from there. So I'm really excited to share 100 things to do there, whether you live there, live close to there, or are thinking about domestically or internationally traveling. You might be able to hear my aircon in the background. It is a really hot day, and I did not want to sit in the heat, so there it is. Anyway, let's get into it. So number one, see the Harbour Bridge. The Harbour Bridge is beautiful. It's one of the icons of Sydney. You honestly can't miss it. It's right there. And it's very close to the next one I'm going to talk about, which is the Opera House. The Opera House is the same. It's a beautiful icon of Sydney. You can go and look at it and take photos. You can walk up the stairs and get your Instagram shots, or you can take a tour or see a show. I would recommend taking a tour because there's amazing history and interesting facts all about the architecture and why it was built. And I would definitely recommend seeing a show. I've seen a few there and the acoustics are amazing, which is something you would definitely learn about in a tour. And going back to the other icon, the Harbour Bridge, I also want to mention that you can actually walk, drive over it, climb it, all of those things. I think climbing the Harbour Bridge might be sneaking up later, but just wanted to let you know that you can actually walk over it as well. Number three, buy an ice cream in Manly. So Manly is a short ferry ride from the CBD and it's a very popular place for people to go when they visit Sydney. Um, It has beautiful beaches. It has a little area called the Corso, which is a little paved area full of shops and restaurants and a great place to get an ice cream. A lot of people will get fish and chips and eat it on the ferry back, but you've got to try this place called Royal Copenhagen. Royal Copenhagen. I actually have a feeling it might not be there anymore, but it also might be. But just check out any ice cream shop. All ice cream is good. Number four, jet boat on the harbour. This is so fun and perfect for all of you adrenaline and thrill seekers. I did this a few years ago and was shitting myself. It was so scary. This is before I got into adrenaline activities. I am really into them now, but then I wasn't. I was scared of doing anything like that. It's a lot of fun. It goes right through the harbour and under the harbour bridge and it's good. I'd recommend it. Next one, check out the Gardens of Alexandria. If you don't know what the Gardens of Alexandria are, go on Instagram and search it on the search function. Sorry, not the Gardens of Alexandria, go me, the Grounds of Alexandria. It's a beautiful place that has a lot of food options and great places to take photos. It's an Instagram icon. You will know what I'm talking about straight away when you go on there. A lot of influencers visit there and it's a cool place to check out and it's not too far from the CBD either. Number six, eat all the food in Chinatown. I have a feeling that nearly every city has a Chinatown, but the food they have there is so good. And there are so many um, Chinese Australians living here, especially in Sydney, and they have delicious dumplings and all the goodies you love. I definitely recommend checking it out. Next, stay in luxury Sydney accommodation. 
Sydney has a lot of luxury accommodation with beautiful views of the harbour and the city and you've got to check them out. My personal favourite is the Shangri-La. It has a beautiful view of the harbour and it's also a great place to see Sydney's Vivid. Uh, Vivid is the light show that we have each year. Um, they project light all over the harbour and the historic buildings and it brings a lot of tourists in. It's a really cool event and I first found out by mistake when I just happened to be down there one day. But I make a point to go every year now because a lot of the light installations move to music and there's uh, walks that you can do to see them and it's a really cool experience. Next, shop on Pitt Street. Who doesn't love a bit of shopping? Pitt Street has a lot of shops, a huge shopping mall and you got to shop in the big cities. It's an essential. Number nine, high tea in the QVB. The QVB is a really historic building in Sydney. So on the top floor of this building, they have a place where you can get high tea. Can you hear my dog's footsteps? It's pretty cute. <laughs> um, and it's a really fancy tea room. People dress up. You have the beautiful teacups and the little stands that have all your cakes on them. And it's the place to have high tea in Sydney. And the QVB in general is a lovely place to do shopping. And it's such a historic part of Sydney. Sydney is actually such a historic city, not compared to some of the European cities, but it does have a lot of history and it's really beautiful. Next, night at Luna Park. So the first Luna Park was actually built in Melbourne, but Sydney has one now as well. It has for a long time, actually. Um, and at night time, so if you don't know what Luna Park is, please Google Luna Park Australia. It's a theme park, basically, with all different rides. And the way that you get into the theme park is through this giant face. If that makes sense, you need to look it up so you know what I'm talking about. But at night, they light up the whole park and the face as well. So if you take a cruise through the harbour or even if you're just on the other side near the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge, you can see the Lunar Face face lit up. Lunar Face face. The Lunar Park face lit up and it looks really cool. And I think it would be amazing to go at night. I haven't been at night myself. I've only been in the day. But I think it would be such a cute date night or just fun thing to do with friends. Next, keeping on with the night theme, admire the sky at the Sydney Observatory. There's an amazing observatory in Sydney. It's the perfect place to go and see the sky. They have a giant telescope. I'm not sure if you can just go in and use it every day. I think you might have to book a tour. But I have done the tour before and it is really cool. It's really interesting if you're into um, space and astronomy and all of that. I think even in general, even if you're not super interested in it, it's still a cool experience. Um, and they have a big telescope that the people who work there can help you look through and see the different stars and point out the constellations. It's a cool experience. I keep saying everything is a cool experience and that it's awesome, but they are. <laughs> Number 12, see a show at the Capitol Theatre. This is one of the main theatres in Sydney. They do a lot of musicals and different shows there. It's a beautiful theatre. It's quite an old building as well. And it's a great place to see a show. I've seen Cats there, which was good. And I've seen something else from way back when I was in school. But um, yeah, definitely a good place to check out. Number 13, dinner on top of Sydney Tower. So Sydney Tower, I'm not sure if it's the tallest tower in Sydney or it used to be, but it is a pretty tall tower. And you can go up there and it's like all those cities that have like sky decks and places that you can go look out at the view. They have... It has one of those, but it also has a restaurant in it where you can sit and look at the amazing view. And I know that as of this year, 2020, they actually redid it and have either already 
reopened or are really close to reopening it. And just imagine having dinner with that kind of view from that high up. It would be epic. Number 14. I did touch on this before, climb the Harbour Bridge. I have done this and it was really, really cool. Um, it's actually not as high as you think when you get to the top, but the views are still amazing. You actually start on the beams towards the bottom of the bridge and you kind of walk up. As you're walking up the Harbour Bridge, the first part, you walk right up these ladders that are like on the Harbour Bridge. So you're walking up these ladders and they're, in, they're enclosed by... Um, by metal, by metal grates, but you're climbing up these ladders and there's people <laughs> driving on the road on the bridge and you're just like, hey guys. And then when you're climbing up to the top, you can wave down and people on the ferries can see you and they wave back. It's a really cool experience. And I know they offer it at night at Vivid, which is a light show I mentioned before, um, sunrise, sunset. I'd love to go back and do a sunrise one because I did the one in the day before and it was cool, but I just imagine how incredible it would be to see it at sun, sunrise or sunset. <laughs> um, next, walk around the rocks. The rocks is another historic area full of great restaurants, good nightlife right near the water. Great place to stay as well. If you do stay in the rocks, I recommend the Langham Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. Number 16, the Bondi to Bronte Walk. This is a pretty famous walk. I think most people would know about Bondi Beach. It's a very famous beach. But Bronte is another famous beach. Now you can do the Bondi to Bronte walk or you can keep walking all the way to Coogee which is another beach area and the walk itself is beautiful but it's great because you can stop off at Bronte or um, Coogee and have lunch, look around the shops, um, you can stop at the beaches along the way and have a swim. It is very busy but it's a long walk so you'll have a lot of space to stop, take your photos and it's not a hard walk either, it's not hard by any means. I would not consider myself a very active person at all but I didn't find it challenging I'm not sure if it is accessible though because I do remember there being a lot of stairs and rocks that you had to walk over so I would check that out if you need to go and you need an accessible walking track first uh, next we have the Kuringai Chase National Park and the activity is to explore the national park. This is a huge national park. There's plenty of walks and places you can stop. You actually can drive to different entry points. You don't have to start at the beginning and walk for ages all the way to the end. You can actually drive into different car parks and start at different places. New South Wales and Sydney in general is full of a lot of beautiful national parks, but this is a great place to hike if you're not keen on the Bondi to Bronte walk or you want to do both. I'd do both. I love hiking. Number 18, relax at Shelley Beach. Another beautiful beach. I love Bondi and all those popular beaches, but this is one that's slightly less popular, still popular, just probably not as popular as Bondi. A great place to have a beach day. And you've got to have a beach day while you're in Sydney. Haven't visited Sydney unless you had a good old beach day. Next, walk in the Botanic Gardens. These are right in the CBD, right near the Opera House um, and the Harbour Bridge. And they are huge. It's a really great place to walk around. A lot of runners go through there. I love going there and taking a picnic. It's also right along the water. So if you want to walk through the park, it's a really beautiful place to walk with the gardens on one side and the water on the other. And I think there's actually a cafe in there as well. I haven't been, but I believe there's a cafe. And they also do events in there. So when they do Vivid, Vivid's usually on in there. And I do remember going to another event that went through there as well. You should have a look on their website. They'll have info on it on there. 
Number 20, watch the sunset and miss, Mrs. Macquarie's chair. Um, this is a great place to watch the sunset, if you didn't guess. Um, it just has a really great viewpoint and it's a good place if you're really into photography and want to take photos. Next, visit the Australian Museum. The Australian Museum is awesome. There's so much cool stuff in there. And even if you're not into museums, I think you'll find something you enjoy. But especially if you're into paleontology. I love dinosaurs and they have an awesome dinosaur exhibit. So if you're into that, check it out. Next, swim underneath the bridge at North Sydney Pool. So right near Luna Park, which is kind of, kind of in North Sydney, there's the North Sydney Pool, which is just above it. And when you swim in it, it's a lap pool. When you swim in it, it goes right under the Harbour Bridge, which is pretty cool in my opinion. And they also have a little cafe at the top, which has really good reviews. I haven't been myself, um, but it has great reviews. And it's one of those iconic spots I definitely want to go to as well. Number 23, visit the famous Taronga Zoo. So Taronga Zoo is a sister zoo to the Western Plains Zoo in Dubbo. They're both really good. Taronga Zoo is, again, it's on the water. Uh, there's some beautiful enclosures for the animals, great family day out. I think you can actually go ziplining there. I think you can stay there overnight and go glamping. Um, it's just a really lovely zoo, and I think Sydney's done a really good job at their zoo. Number 24, shop at Paddy's Markets. So Paddy's Markets, they're kind of underneath a shopping centre called Market City in Chinatown or Haymarket. Um, and it's just full of random shit, to be honest. There's a food and veggie section where you can buy fresh produce. And on the other side is, as I mentioned, random shit. You can buy jewellery, handbags, toys, whatever your heart desires. If you've been to Melbourne's Queen... I'm going to have mine blank. It's either Queen Elizabeth or Queen Victoria Markets. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. It's similar to that. It's just bric-a-brac random stuff and it's all very cheap. It's just a cool place to have a look around, honestly. And if you're into shopping and you want to grab a bargain, if you go upstairs as well, Market City has a ton of outlet stores. I've shopped there heaps of times. It's really good. Okay, next. Join a historic Piedmont walking tour. As I mentioned before, Sydney has so much history and Piedmont is a really up-and-coming, gentrified suburb of Sydney, and there's a lot of great spots that you can visit on a walking tour. I definitely recommend it, even if it's just to not find out the history, but just walk around, see what restaurants there are, see what shops there are, um, meet up with the local, and support the um, travel industry in Sydney. Number 26, live music at the Oxford Art Factory. The Oxford Art Factory is a really cool little music venue in Sydney, um, they do a lot of shows there, a lot of Australian. I highly recommend checking out the music scene while you are in Sydney. Some other cool venues are Mary's Underground, which is formerly known as The Basement. They're two of my favourites, Oxford Art Factory and Mary's Underground. Um, number 27, venture into Glebe for Sunday, Sunday, Saturday markets. Um, the Glebe markets are really cool. They have a ton of food. If you didn't notice a trend, I keep mentioning cafes and restaurants and food. I love me some food. They have really great food, um, a lot of beautiful jewellery, art. They have a few secondhand stores. It's a really great place. They often have live music. It's really close to the CBD. You can grab a bus there. Um, and it's just on a local school oval. It's just a great place to send, spend a Saturday morning and something different than your normal touristy activities. 
Number 28, see a movie at IMAX. So there's this huge theatre right on the water in the CBD called IMAX and it actually just got renovated last year and this year. I'm not even sure if it's been reopened yet, but it's one of those cinemas with the giant screen. You know, the place you go and see Godzilla and it's epic. Um, Number 29, walk along Darling Harbour. This is one of the main harbours in the city. Great place for a walk. Again, great shops. Um, cafes, restaurants, a beautiful place you need to check out when you're visiting. Number 30, experience beautiful views from the trees at the Treetops Adventure Park. Um, Treetops has a couple of locations in the greater Sydney region. There's actually one on the central coast where I live, which is in a forest, which is really cool. There is one, as I mentioned, that has a view of the water and it's in the zoo. And I think there's one somewhere else, but treetops is basically like one of those adventure parks where you strap on a harness and you go zipping through the trees on zip lines and different obstacles. And it's really fun, not just for kids, even as an adult, it's a really fun experience. Highly recommend. 31 pancakes on the rocks for brekkie or brunch or lunch or dinner. Who knows? Whatever floats you go. Pancakes on the Rock is another icon, I believe, in Sydney. It's just a pancake restaurant. I actually feel like it has a very American vibe, personally. I'm not sure if it is an American restaurant, but I get that vibe. Um, And they just do all sorts of epic pancakes. The whole menu, I think, is mostly pancakes. And you can get whatever you like. You can get chocolate pancakes, blueberry pancakes. Again, there's one on the harbour. Great place to check out, especially if you have kids, because what kid doesn't love some pancakes? 32 helicopter ride over the harbour helicopter rides are such a beautiful way to see the city and i haven't done one myself but i can only imagine and i have seen so many videos of other people doing it how beautiful a helicopter ride would be over the harbour and the city 33 island hop believe it or not there is a little bit of island hopping in sydney it's not like the tropical island hopping you think of when you think of places like fiji and hawaii But there is a few little islands like Cockatoo Island and you can get a ferry out to Fort Denison and just check out those places and see what they have to offer. 34. Stand up paddle at Balmoral Beach. Balmoral Beach is another really popular beach. It's a really cool place. And stand up paddle boarding is really fun. I definitely reckon you should check that out. 35. A half day at the Museum of Contemporary Art. Another really cool museum right on the harbour again, full of contemporary art, if you didn't guess. 36, a night out in Newtown. Newtown is a really cool suburb in Sydney. It's very new, I feel. has a really good vibe. There's a lot of vegan and ethnic places to eat. There's a lot of shows there. That's another really cool place to see shows is there's a theatre called the Emerald Theatre in Newtown. It's a lot of indie Australian artists there. Um, I've seen quite a few people there and I've always gone out and gotten food and spent the night there. It's it's a good time. 37, brunch in the city. You've got to check out some of the cafes. There's so many cool ones. There's one that's on my bucket list that I need to go to. It's called Celsius Co. And it's basically like a floating demountable. So in Australia, a lot of schools have these buildings called demountables that are detached from the normal, I guess, brick buildings. And they're kind of like a, I don't know what they're made of. Like there's some kind of, I guess, metal large shed that you um, do your lessons in. They're just extra classrooms. And it's basically like that, but floating on the water. So you're basically in a restaurant that's floating on the water, which sounds amazing. Okay, number 38, a day at Barangaroo. Barangaroo is kind of like the business, businessy area, 
business mini suburb. It's not really a suburb. It's just a little area full of shops and business buildings, but great shops, restaurants, all that jazz. 39. Day trip to Blue Mountain. The Blue Mountains is home to the famous Olga sisters and there's a great place called Scenic World there where you can go in these sky cars and have a view right over all the mountains and there's also a vertical train, I think it's vertical, or on a really steep slope where you can go and see the views as well. Um, by the way, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, there's so many cool places, Tash, how am I going to remember all these and you haven't been writing them down, don't worry. As always, I have this post up on my blog at findtash.com. The link to the article will be down below. Okay, let's keep going. Next is a raw and snore experience. I kind of touched on this before. So at the Taronga Zoo, there's an experience called raw and snore where you go glamping and you get to have an encounter with an animal. And I just imagine how cool it would be to be sleeping and hearing all the sounds of the animals at night because there's a lot of nocturnal animals. Uh, next is the Sydney Harbour Pylon Lookouts. They're basically the two poles that are on either side of the bridge, the main poles holding it up. You can actually pay to go up the top of these and have a view. And if you do the bridge climb experience, this is included in your ticket. Number 42, Wet and Wild Sydney. This is another theme park. I'm sure they have Wet and Wild in other places. It's a water-based theme park. It's pretty new. I think it's only been there. It's been under 10 years. Great way to cool off in the summer. Next is shopping at DFO, which stands for Direct Factory Outlets. These are spread all over Australia. Just a big outlet store, not too far from the CBD. A great place to grab some bargains. Number 44, indoor skydiving at Penrith. Indoor skydiving is so much fun and it's a great way to get the feeling of what it's like to skydive without the dropping feeling. So it gives you the feeling of what it's like to be in the air, but without having to jump out of a plane. It's a lot of fun and an experience everyone should try once in their life, I believe. I touched on this one before as well, but the next one was seeing a show at the Opera House. Next is discovering Chinese contemporary art at the White Rabbit Gallery. As I mentioned, there's a lot of Chinese culture and Chinese Australians in Sydney. And so there's a lot of influence in the food and there's this beautiful art gallery, which is definitely worth a visit. Next is learning about Australia's history at the Maritime Museum. This is a cool museum because it's not just the indoor museum. They actually have submarines and boats outside that you can actually get tours on and someone will tell you all about them, which is really cool. It's such an interactive experience and they get a lot of e exhibitions there as well. Um, next is see a movie at an outdoor cinema in summer. We have a lot of these popping up everywhere, but a lot in Sydney. It's a really cool way to see a movie because it stays light till quite late in summer here, sometimes 7 or 8 p.m. And um, yeah, there's all different ones. There's ones that you kind of drive your car into, like a drive-in movie. There's ones where you sit outside on beanbags. And there's one that just came out this year that's not in my article, but I want to talk about it. It's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's an outdoor cinema, but it's on the water, so it, from the photos, it looks like the screen is, like, floating on the water. And then your cars are, like, on some kind of huge pontoon floating on the water as well. I really want to check it out. Apparently, they deliver you food via jet skis. That is cool. Next is admiring the view from Miller's Point. This is another great place to check out the view of Sydney that I wanted to include. Number 50 is the Chinese Gardens of Friendship. This is like a little oasis in the city. It's all busy, busy, busy. And then you go into this 
garden which is right in the middle of it and it's so peaceful and relaxing it's really really beautiful and worth checking out I don't think it's very expensive to go into it at all number 51 is Wendy Whitley's secret garden another one that I really need to do I haven't done all the things on this list this is just a mixture of things I've done things friends have recommended me and a general list to give everyone an idea of things to do in the city so I haven't done this one but um it's a secret garden right near Lavender Bay and um, again it's like a little oasis in the city it looks magical this is another one that's really popular on Instagram so if you look it up on Instagram search function Wendy Whitley's secret garden you'll find some cool photos 52 is coffee at cup of flower just a cool cafe that's worth checking out 53 is snorkeling at a place called cabbage tree bay I have heard that another good place to snorkel is the fairy bow pools in Manly or actually maybe that is swimming sorry that could be swimming disregard that but snorkeling at cabbage tree bay you can um, rent a snorkel from somewhere close by I assume but they're pretty inexpensive you can get them from your local Kmart for I think 10 to 15 dollars and just get out there and check out the life underwater I am a lover of snorkeling and diving Next is picnicking at Lane Cove. This is another beautiful national park. Great place to picnic, take the family and go on holidays like on Easter or Christmas. Very popular spot, but beautiful. Number 55 is ghost touring. I know there's a ghost tour out at Cockatoo Island and you can even stay overnight, which is so creepy because imagine doing a ghost tour, becoming frightened and then sleeping the night on the island because I'm a believer in ghosts and spirits and I know I would be freaked out, which is why I haven't done it yet, but I will do it one day. But there's a lot of ghost tours on offer in Sydney. I reckon if you're into that, it would be definitely worth checking out. Number 56 is seeing the annual Vivid event, which I have mentioned a few times before, but amazing event. Head to their website to check out when it's on. It's usually around June each year. I think it got cancelled this year because of COVID, but you have to book so early, especially if you want a hotel with a good view. Next is checking out the exhibits at the Powerhouse Museum. This is a very science-based museum and they have a lot of cool exhibits that come and go. Number 58 is the Bondi de Coogee Walk, which I talked about before when I talked about the Bondi de Bronte Walk. And number 59 is to actually swim at the Bronte Baths, another Instagram popular spot. Really great place for a cool up, really great place for photos. And it's on the walk anyway, so why not check it out? Number 60 is a day trip to Home and Away's Palm Beach. So this is where they filmed home and away and it's really quick to get to from Sydney or even when where I live on the coast you can just get a quick ferry ride over there and there's heaps of great places to eat as well. Number 61 is to swim at the Bondi Icebergs Club. This is the iconic place in Bondi where you see people eating and it's a really good restaurant but there's also the pool it overlooks and a lot of people will pay to go in the pool and it's right along the water it makes for great photos as well you can actually walk up to the top of the hill it's where the Bondi de Bronte walk starts and you can look down at the pool and get photos without actually going in because I think it can be quite pricey number 62 is not really for me but I know a lot of people do this because there is a big drinking culture in Australia and it's joining a pub crawl all the backpackers do this I think nearly everyone that lives here has done this but not me because fun fact I actually don't drink <laughs> next is learning to surf at Manly Beach I don't know why but everyone seems to think that every Australian knows how to surf I have always wanted to learn but I never have um and all Australians don't know how to surf it's it is common but it's, it's not a you know set in stone thing that every Aussie knows how to surf but 
I reckon it'd be such a fun thing to do, especially if you're not from here and you haven't done it before. Um, and at the iconic Manly Beach, how could you resist? Next is checking in at the Billabong Retreat. There goes my emails. Um, this is a beautiful retreat where you can go and relax and I think it would be the perfect little escape from the city. Next is checking out a movie at the historic Hayden Orpheum. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Picture Palace. It's a really um, old movie theatre that still plays movies. It's a really cool place to go, especially on a date. Next is breakfast with koalas at Wildlife Sydney. I did this so long ago, but it was so much fun. So right on one of the harbours, there is a little place called Wildlife Sydney where you can go. It's great for kids and see all the animals and they have a koala enclosure. And if you do the breakfast with koalas, you have like this buffet breakfast and they have the koalas just like sitting on the trees right next to you, not behind a cage. And then you get to go and have photos, not in a cruel way at all. You're not going up and holding them or anything. You just go up and stand right next to them and have your photo. It's really cool. And I think we did get to pat one as well. But it was, again, it was very ethical. It was the zookeeper holding them and it was only for a short amount of time and they would rotate them. And it wasn't a long time with them at all. Like we weren't holding them or the owners, the owners, the zookeepers weren't holding them for long at all. They were just chilling on the trees and we were minding our own business, watching them from a distance. We just went over quickly to have some photos and it was a really cool experience. Next is going skydiving at Wollongong. Skydiving is the absolute bucket list dream for me, as I think it is for a lot of you. But it's actually a really cool place to do it in Sydney. I've heard from friends and from some beautiful photos. It looks like such an epic place to check it out. Next is shark diving at Sea Life Sydney. So next to wildlife um, Sydney is Sea Life Sydney and it's an aquarium. And you can actually do a shark dive. It's like inside of one of the tanks with the sharks. It looks like a lot of fun. And I don't think you would have to be a very experienced diver to do it either because it's not very deep tank at all. This is another bucket list thing that I really want to do. I think this list is a bit for myself as well. It might be a little bit of a bucket list for myself thrown in with a few of my favorites I want to do again. <laughs> Number 69 is to catch a ferry on the harbour. You're likely to go under the harbour bridge and pass a few of the cool icons like the Opera House and Luna Park. Number 70 is hot air balloon at Camden Valley. I did not know you could hot air balloon even in Australia. I mean, I guess I thought it was a possibility, but only, I don't know, for people that needed it for their jobs, whatever jobs you need hot air balloons for. I just think of places like Cappadocia in Turkey that you go hot air ballooning or the places where you go see them at, you know, for example, Bagan in Myanmar. But you can actually go hot air ballooning in Sydney, which is really cool. Number 71 is spend time while watching. It is such a great state to go while watching in. Sydney is in New South Wales, if you're wondering, by the way. I never actually mentioned that. And it's a really cool place to go while watching. You can go out on different cruises or just designated points to see the whales at a certain time of year. Next is checking out one of Sydney's seafood restaurants. We have a few really cool ones right on the harbour, like the Oyster Bar, I think it's called. But um, we're famous for our seafood. The city's on the water. We have good seafood. It's definitely worth trying at least a couple of seafood meals while you're there. Next is Eat at Sydney's Hard Rock Cafe. Come on, they have them everywhere. Everyone's got a shirt. you got to check it out. Number 74 is Snap Some Photos at Paddington Reservoir Gardens. This is another really cool spot if you're into photography and just want to go and do something different. Any Sydney siders, if you haven't heard of it, check out Paddington Reservoir Gardens. Next is experience an Aboriginal cultural tour of Sydney. I would even recommend this if you are Australian because 
I think it's so important that we connect with the Aboriginal culture. Um, I think it's a great thing to do as a tourist if you're not really sure of what the history of Australia is, and I would highly recommend it. Number 76 is cook a barbecue at Centennial Park. So a lot of our parks will have barbecues and places that you can cook your lunch and dinner, and Centennial Centennial Park is another iconic spot that you should check out and take a barbecue and have a picnic at and spend a nice little arvo. 77 is see the cherry blossoms at Auburn Botanic Gardens. So every year in cherry blossom season, this um, botanic garden has the Japanese cherry blossoms and they are so beautiful. If you can't get yourself to Japan like me, go and have a taste of it at these gardens. It's really cool. And they usually, when they have this festival on, it'll be a Japanese culture theme. So they'll have Japanese performers and dancers and Japanese food trucks. And it's just overall a really cool thing to check out. Next is checking out the Anzac Memorial in Sydney. Again, just another important historic thing I think Australians and tourists alike should check out to connect with our history. Um, Next is the Night Noodle Markets at Hyde Park, another huge park. And I'm not actually sure how often the Night Noodle Markets are held, but I know it's at least once a year. I've been a few times and it's really cool, especially if you want to check out some Chinese food. I think there might be other... um, Asian cuisines there too because I know noodles aren't explicitly Chinese. Number 80 is walk the Sydney Seacliff Bridge. After reading this now, I'm kind of like, wait, can you actually walk on the bridge? I know you you can definitely drive past it and you can walk near it and get really cool photos, but I don't actually know if you can walk on it. Anyway, it's just a really cool bridge that is literally right on the edge of um, a cliff where there's heaps of water. And it's just a great place to go and take photos. Again, look this one up on Instagram. There's so many cool photos. And actually a photographer called Matt Lambley. I know his Instagram is matt.lambley. He's an Australian photographer and he's taken some really cool photos of this. The first one that inspired me to actually go there and how I found out about it in the first place. Um, Next is to dine at the grounds of the city. So this is, I guess, a sister company, you could say, but it's connected to the grounds of... Alexandria, not literally connected, but you know what I mean, connected in that sense. Um, and it's in the CBD. It's just another great place to get some food. It's really cute as well. <laughs> Number 82 is Zipline After Dark at Illawarra Fly. So another suburb of Sydney called Illawarra has like another treetops, I guess, like experience where you can go ziplining. But you can actually go at night, which I think would be so much fun. Again, I haven't done it at night, but what a cool thing to check out. Number 83 is Yoga with a View at Pullman Grand Sydney Harbour. This is another hotel, a global chain, Pullman, um, that have a hotel with a really scenic view in the city. And you can actually go to yoga sessions there where you can just see the beautiful view out the window. I mean, how beautiful, zen, relaxed and at peace would you feel with a view like that? I mean, I would sure feel peaceful, relaxed and zen. (laughs) Um, Number 84 is to admire the outside and inside of St. Mary's Cathedral. Um, This is another beautiful place they install one of the light installations on during Vivid and a beautiful cathedral to check out in general. Number 85 is head to Haberfield for an Italian fix. A lot of the suburbs in Sydney um, are known for specific ethnic communities. It's a very multicultural city and country in general. 
And Happyfield is known for the Italian community and it is a really amazing place to go to some Italian grocery stores, get some pasta, get some pizza. It's really cool to even just go for the afternoon and do some shopping and get some really authentic cannoli and bread and all of that good shit. Next is a visit the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Another really cool art gallery to check out. Um, very old, very beautiful. If you're into art, check it out. Number 87 is hire a bike and explore Sydney Olympic Park. So we actually had the Olympic Games in Sydney in 2001 and we still use the Olympic Park for training for sports because why would we let it go to waste? Um, and you can actually, yeah, walk right through the Olympic Village and go and see all the different places that uh, the Olympic Games were held. I don't think you can just go inside, but you can go and see the outside of the buildings. And from a lot of the outside, you can see... Um, what the tracks look like, I guess, if you know what I mean, the outdoor areas. Um, next is C, the NRL at ANZ Stadium. If you're into sports, ANZ Stadium is a really cool stadium. If you're into music, Kudos Arena is really good for music and um, ANZ do do some music as well, but they also do a lot of sport like the NRL. Next is Trying Gelato at Cal Moon. Um, this gelato shops in Newtown, like I mentioned before, and it's won awards for being some of the best gelato around Another really cool place to get gelato is a place called Messina, sprinkled all throughout the CBD. There's a really nice one of these stores right on Circular Quay, really accessible near the train station and near the water. Next is to check out the waterfalls at Collins Flat Beach. This beach is kind of on the manly side of Sydney. You've got to get the ferry over, manly, over to Manly to get there. Sorry, I'm getting excited and talking way too fast. It's over on the manly side of Sydney. And once you get there, you've got to do a bit of a hike to get there. But it's a really beautiful beach and it's got a waterfall right near the sand. It's really cool. And right near it, there's another beach and there's cliffs that the kids jump off. It's a really great place to cool off on the weekend or a hot day. Number 91. We're in the 90s. We're almost there, guys. Hang in there. It's to check out one of Sydney's breweries. There's such a... Um, brewery scene on the coast where I live and in Sydney and we've got a lot of cool craft beers so if you're into that check it out number 92 is to just search for events in Sydney on Eventbrite they've gotten can you hear my dog snoring oh my gosh I'm sorry guys um there's a website and an app called Eventbrite where you can buy tickets to events I've gone to like color runs they have mud runs all different sorts of events and activities on there um number 93 is to learn how to cook an Australian barbecue. I'm sure that there is cooking classes out there that you can use to learn, but honestly, make friends with a local and ask them. You've got to go to an Aussie barbecue. I mean, I'm sure you know how to cook a barbecue, but you've got to go and experience an Aussie one for yourself. Next is to try an escape room. They have this, I'm pretty sure, all over the world, but we've got a few in Sydney and there's some really tricky ones out there. Um, if you like board games, I'm sure you'll like escape rooms like I do. Number 95 is to enjoy a morning coffee with cats at a place called Catmosphere. It's in a really trendy neighbourhood near the CBD called Surrey Hills. Great place for nightlife, music and restaurants, by the way, and cafes. Um, but they have a cafe where you can literally go and um, have your coffee with cats everywhere and you can just hang out with cats for, I think, you get an hour. It's really cool. This is another take, I guess, on something they have in Japan, like the Cherry Blossom Festival, as I mentioned before. Um, so if you into that and you can't get to japan go to catmosphere number 96 is to join the fun on sydney's very own amazing race so sydney has their own amazing race there's a few i don't mean the show it is based off the show the experience but there's a few different companies that 
offer um, amazing race experiences. I've done one myself in my last year of school and it is so much fun. You get to run all over the city and it's basically like a massive scavenger hunt. And how fun would it be to do with people you don't know as well and you could make heaps of friends and memories? I think that would be awesome. Number 97, we are almost done, is to visit the Macquarie Light Station at Vaucluse. Number 98 is to buy a pie at the historic Harry's Cafe de Wheels. Number 99 is to eat, drink, gamble or stay at the Star Sydney. It's a huge casino in Piermont. And number 100. Number 100 is to uncover Australia's history at Botany Bay, a really historic and important place in Australia's history. And by the way, this list in no way was in order of kind of increasing in how good the activity is. It was just random. Um, but that brings us to the last um, activity on the things to do in Sydney list. Um, if you think I've missed any really essential, important activities that you recommend people check out, please leave a comment below so I can check it out and everyone else can as well. Um, and I have this in a post on my website, as I mentioned before, and I also have a 48 hour guide on the city. If you're interested, um, please share this podcast. If you enjoyed it, check out my website and get keen for a new episode next time. I know this was a really long one. I wasn't planning on it being this long, but it was a really fun one. I wanted to share and try out something new. Um, I'll see you guys next Friday. Stay safe guys. Love you.